right, you hear the scary music, so you know it's another spooky edition of the Jerks in the Fourth Row. As always, I'm joined by my brother, Dog. What's going on, man? Moo. I mean, uh, hey how's it going? <laughs> as, no. So are you, you getting into more, we're, clo- we're getting closer and closer to the big Halloween day. You getting more into the spirit? I know I've been watching more scary movies. Have you? Honestly, absolutely. It's I, I don't normally get super excited for Halloween, but this year more so through this podcast I think and the me, research. Yeah. Me too. I, I've, I've been getting way more excited. Maddie and I watched uh, Hocus Pocus last night, which, <laughs> which I uh, definitely definitely enjoyed a lot. Uh, it was, I, I, last podcast I said, I gave you a hard time for calling it spooky, and it definitely has its spooky elements. Yeah, there's an eerie overtones to it. Like, we got witches, we got... You know, black cats. Like as a kid, you can see how that's definitely scary. Yeah, we also regrettably watched the Hoobies uh, uh, Halloween, the Adam Sandler one, which was absolute garbage. Oh no, no. I refuse. But, I refuse. I've heard such it, such terrible things about that. It was it was really bad. Anyways, uh, what are we getting into today? So, uh, just carrying on from last last week's conversation um, of you know just all things Halloween, we've got three major topics that we're going to cover today: um, movies that give us nightmares, uh, our top three scariest monsters or spirits or whatever villains in movies, um, and then we're going to end the podcast with three scary stories of our own, like the stuff that's happened in our own life. Three scary stories. Oh, I'm sorry. Just oh, I was. Reading from the last one. Yes, just scary stories from our own life. I was going to say, I only came prepared with one. I think I frightened you just when I said three scary stories. I I have to check my underwear. Yeah. Um. (laughs) But to start out, before we get into all that, I've had some fun debating like whether a movie is scary, a scary movie or not, just through, you know, you know, people who have already listened to the last week's podcast um, and just debates in general with like friends around what is a Halloween movie versus what's not. So right off the bat, I'm going to hit you with seven movies that are, again, these, this gray area movies. If you haven't already listened to the first part, go back. We had a pretty good discussion on what is a Halloween movie. Don't think we actually got there, but uh, want to come back to whether this, these seven movies are scary or I'm sorry, are Halloween movies or not. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> So, I mean, you know, you can just do yes or no, or you can we can elaborate on them. Uh, but we'll start out real quick with, with these. So, first movie, I know what you did last summer. Do you consider that Halloween or not? No. No. Okay. I do. So It's a teen... It's a teen, another teen thriller. Yeah, but but like the I, guy, the 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 bad guy in it, or like the villain, who I think who ends up end up ends up being the guy's uncle, who they run over, is is like in that like raincoat. He's, he's kind of like a Michael Myers. He's he's like a Michael Myers esque. Like he's just like this indestructible, faceless person. Anyways, you say no, I say yes. We'll move on. How about Child's Play with Chucky? Yes, I said yes too. The Strangers, the Liv Tyler movie, where where they're in like the cabin in the woods. Have you ever you never seen it? Never seen it. Okay, I said no to that one. Twenty eight. All right. So this next one is Twenty Eight Days Later. So that's the zombie movie. And I just, I, I mean, know. we could go off on a whole tangent about zombie movies in general, but I don't consider the zombie genre necessarily in line with halloween do you yeah no i agree um it's transcended halloween with the walking dead uh and this film 28 days later in particular is 
Danny Boyle. Um, actually, fun fact is actually from I think the town where Ross is from. Oh, all right, brother-in-law, soon to be brother-in-law, um, uh, or the area. Anyways, uh, I don't consider it a Halloween movie. It's one of my honestly. I love the score in the film. I love there, there's so many more elements than just the the actual terror and like. I agree, like, but the, uh, yeah. but I agree, but there is like zombies. They're running away from monsters, and then at towards the end, they're kind of in like that spooky mansion towards the end, or like wherever the safe place that obviously is no longer safe at the end. So it kind of has like certain aspects, but I agree. But what about like zombie movies in general? Like, do you consider? I think some of them could be. Uh, I I can't think of any particular that I can consider necessarily. A Dawn of maybe... the is Dawn of the Dead. A, yeah, Night of the Night of the Living Dead, maybe. That's the, um, that's what I'm thinking of. But um, just uh, in general, yeah, I, I, they they could be Halloween movies, but but there's definitely this new trend where zombie. It's all about The Walking Dead, I think. They 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 kind of transformed like zombies and like they have like zombie cons and stuff like that, where like people just showed up dressed in their yeah, you know their their comic con or whatever uh, their uh, fake zombie outfits and stuff. Yeah, so I think um, it's another one that we, we've mentioned in our cosplay. first play. Right, the it's cosplay. another one that it's a it's a scary popular dress up. So I think it often gets mixed in with the Halloween theme. All right, so net last three here: The Happening with Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. Uh, no. Okay, I said no as well. The Sixth Sense, another M Night Shyamalan. No, I said yes for that one. Oh, really? Why? Defend yourself. He sees dead people. I mean, I think it's just, you could just leave it at that. Like, there's ghosts, there's, at the end, like, at the end, it just kind of ties in. You're like, okay, this is definitely a scary movie, like, or a a scary Halloween movie. I think one guy's got, like, an axe in his head or something like that. And it's all about ghosts. It's it's really about ghosts, and the little kid is freaky. I think because it has, like, the whole M. Night Shyamalan twist element to it that, I, I think it it also strays away from Halloween. Like that again, there's horror genres that don't fall in the place of Halloween movies. Like I don't I don't see what's Halloweeny about it necessarily. Okay, for Besides whatever reason, I, I'm I'm, pro- I'm probably wrong about this. We'll have to do some sort of Instagram poll. But for some reason, in my mind, that one just always was a Halloween movie. Okay, last one, Blade. Blade. Oh, great question. I mean, great movie. No, I don't consider it a Halloween movie. Okay, I said no too. But if we're going off of what we constructed last week, then it has mm-hmm. it has the sequels, it has the vampires, yep. it has yep. it has the slashing the slasher boo mentality about it. But I don't either. I see it more of it as kind of like a cool action movie. The vampires yep. could have been any type of you know mutant, and it would have still worked. So okay, yep, I totally agree. All right, uh, and the score. The score is obviously dope, dude. That that movie just transcends, I think, like just a horror movie. You're right; it's an action movie too. Love it. Um, I did. I I really like that movie. I gotta go back and watch this. I mean, even though it's Halloween, eh, it's not a Halloween movie. I might watch that recently. No, you, you talked get, about you it. Your... Away... All right, how about this? You can get away with it in the Halloween season, but it's not a Halloween. Movie. Okay, I think a lot of these two are are fall under that category. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I mean, though Blade didn't necessarily give me too many nightmares when I first watched it, we're going to now talk about movies that do. 
Um, so right off the bat, I'm gonna. I just have three. I don't really have much to elaborate on any of these, but movies that I just came to mind that gave me nightmares were um, anything in the Annabelle series. So the Annabelle Conjuring series, for whatever reason, I always. I mean, some are scarier than others. The originals and Conjuring Two actually might be the scariest out of all of them. Those are the ones where I just I run up the stairs at night after I turn the lights off, after I take the dogs out. I'm I'm booking it because I'm afraid of my house. I'm afraid that anything on the counter is just going to fall off or, or or chase after me. So those, that's one. Um, Et all right. Going back to when I was a young kid, E.T. always scared the shit out of me. I've probably lost more sleep over that movie than than I really care to admit. We can get into that later. The, the other one was Ghostbusters, particularly the scene where the baby carriage gets gets stolen. And then there's another scene where there's eggs popping in the kitchen when that all when yep. that all going down. Those are just like two things that like you see baby carriage sure. every single day. Sure baby carriage is from Ghostbusters too. Yeah, I th- I mean, the egg popping might be as well. So that might be the no, same. No, popping's from the first one in her kitchen when when um, the, the, the thing's coming through her... her um, her refrigerator. Okay. So now I watch it. I go back and watch it. And as a kid, I always thought it was a scary movie. It's clearly part scary, part comedy, mostly comedy. And I watch it differently now. So it no longer gives me nightmares. But I remember watching it at a younger age. And it it, it definitely kept me up. You know what? It get, it actually, was creepy about that. I thought the lair, the first opening scene, the librarian, the uh, the green like ghoulish figure just going through the yes that 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 I thought that was eerie as a kid for sure definitely and yeah um what's the uh, what's the name of the the main ghost in uh, Zool right Zool there yeah. you go uh yeah that I mean the the whole refrigerator scene right was pretty scary um but the it feels classic or he's notorious throughout the family for being little spooked by aliens so uh yeah well i'll I ask knew. you when you first saw et like was that a cute thing to you like we're like oh look at that little alien or was like yeah i, I didn't i was never spooked <laughs> I, I, the only time i was spooked is like when he's being chased through the forest maybe or in the cornfield the cornfield was when he's first coming out as spooky okay all right i mean i don't know i just i just always i'm looking so around like anytime that, that i would I'd confide that in someone they'd be like what the what are you talking about? I'm like, God, I'm like, am I the only one who finds this little alien to be the most terrific thing on the planet or off the planet, whatever you want to say? Yeah. Well, all right. Let me throw, throw one back at you here. Um, on the M night Shyamalan page, uh, signs, uh, would you consider signs uh, a Halloween movie? No, I wouldn't just right off the bat. No, but I'm going to stop any conversation about that because we may or may not have, an interview series coming up where where that movie is discussed. Well, okay, okay. Well, I, I just I was talking about it because the cornfield. I was thinking about it from ET. You know that the, the cornfield is obviously a huge part of science. But I can, anyways, I I'll, can see I'll, what you're I'll saying. M Night Shyamalan movies. We might have to do a separate podcast with him because there's a lot of freaky stuff. The Village is is another one that I thought about putting on this list. Like that could be considered. Halloween stuff, but I don't know. We'll have to go line by line with him. All right. So no. So let's get on to your scary movies. So or, I, or movies I, that so, that give you nightmares. Right. So I came into this having basically one because there was one that basically 
Uh, first off, spoiler alert: it's it's not a movie, uh, and we own this podcast. We we reserve the right to uh, to go outside of movies a little bit. We can do what anyway. we want. Anyways, uh, this one absolutely haunted my nightmares. Like I can still remember the dreams. So um, from the show uh, Ghost Rider, um, I'm sure all you '90s kids will remember that. Um, uh, about 1995, I believe, uh, the, it was called The Attack of the Slime Monster. And there's this purple, like, little creature that would, like, it was a doll that, like, somehow came to life and would, like, only, like, ooze their friends or something like that. But because it was, like, a little doll, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it straight up ended up in my dreams. And, like, it, it, I remember, like, having, like, five or six dreams, like, right in a row. And that thing was in there every time. It was, like, in the backyard. It was, like, up in my room and stuff. And it was just, like, for some reason, that specific episode crept its way into, into my dreams. And, like, I still remember them to this day. So I remember the show. It was a PBS show, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was a PBS show. Um, again, like, Ghost Writers, like... They write, like, there's this this ghost, supposedly, in the computer writing these stories that somehow get enacted out. So, and, so one, it this has to be a spinoff. I don't remember this particular episode, but it has to be a spinoff of the movie The Blob, right? Like, the way that you're um, describing no, it, like no. this purple, it, pink, it gooey like thing. Ch- it's like Chucky meets maybe The Blob or, like, uh, I don't know. It's like... They, there's like Nickelodeon, you know, is doing all the ooze and stuff like that. And I, Ivan Ooze actually was in the, the Power Rangers movie as well. There's all this purple ooze going. Anyways, uh, but uh, that for some reason, it, it just creeped its way into into my dreams. Um, and, and this kind of allows me to open up the gate to Phil and I, you know, again, trying to define what Halloween movies were to us and stuff really got on the track of 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 Halloween, you know, TV shows as well, or like t- Halloween specials on TV shows. We mentioned Treehouse of Horror um, on The Simpsons. And uh, we really, in our research uh, in the last couple of days, I've, I've found that TV shows in the specials are really some of the most like nostalgic and like kind of the fun Halloween things that get me in the mood. Back to the blob thing real quick, just before you move on to this. I know another reason why you might have been having nightmares. If you could see the condition of both of our rooms growing up, there might have been something living and oozing and creeping in any one of our gym bags or sheets that may have gone unwashed for a month. Out, out of the closet, like definitely something could have been. Yeah, Phil and I shared a room so for the first part of our life. So definitely something could have been creeping out of the closet. Oh, it also, all right, so I'll take this opportunity. It also brings up the association. So it's the purple creature. I, to this day, hate the color purple. Like, and I don't know why. I just, I don't like the color purple. I don't like purple drinks. Like, I don't like, I'm just not a fan of the color purple. And and if I'm, you know, if I'm being objective about it, it's like, oh, I wonder if it's related to that dream. I don't know. Anyways, we'll get into some more associations later. But I do want to hop into, um, uh, into well, fear associations. Okay, later but, on. but let's get your other nightmare movies. The, no, the, well, I, that's 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 my only that's my only nightmare. Really? Like that's the, but it's it again. It's bringing me into you know TV where you know we had uh, the, like Halloween like took over TV. There's like 
Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a show. Are You Afraid of the Dark? There were some some episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that definitely crept into my brain. Oh, yeah. Um, so funny story about that. I remember one time watching, I was over at a sleepover, and they turned that on. I think we're in fourth grade. And I did the old, oh, I've got to take a dump right now. And I went into the bathroom because one of those episodes was scaring me so bad. I'm just like, oh, pro- I'll just, I'll just, guys, you, you guys finish up. I'm going to go take a shit. Oh, is that episode over? Oh, too bad. I missed it. So Yeah, I don't really spend a long time in there. <laughs> <laughs> Such a coward's but, move, but I was so freaked out by that show. It was. That is a coward's move. But <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there. I think I discussed an early podcast that Sleepy Hollow might have might have made me do something similar. Um, but <clears throat> well, also to continue on with the, the TV, that we all remember as 90s kids TGIF. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, on eight was it ABC yep. or NBC one. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, we all look forward to TGIF on Friday nights throughout the year. But then when they did the Halloween special, every show, the Family Matters, uh, Boy Meets World, they all did Halloween specials. And like that's the media that I looked forward to around the Halloween time, and, and talking about rewatchables and stuff like that. And, and again, doing my research, I, uh, you know, I, it was I found that again though it was more the Are You Afraid of the Darks. And the um, and, and again that ghostwriter clearly that that crept in my head more so yeah I mean the fall the fall TV series so after the summer obviously all those new shows come back in the fall and that's the first that's the first holiday I think we talked about it on the last one too it's just really funny or like fun to see the characters that you've watched you know up until that point in the season then throw on a you know. A, a scream mask or, or dress up as some sort of relevant character or movie character. So that, that definitely, I think Charlie Brown did some, something, obviously the Simpsons always did it though. That is what I associate. Like that gets me in the Halloween spirit, but definitely. So, I mean, I mean, not only that, but then there's Phil and I have also been talking about like music videos. We got to talk about thriller. I just want to take this opportunity to kind of explore the, the different forms of media that like creep into Halloween real quick. Homie, like you said, this is our show. We can do what we want. Oh my shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so right off the bat, Thriller. We got to talk about Thriller. I, that's straight up, that music video spooked me out as a kid. Like, did I, did, I, did I give you, I mean, you were a little bit older than me, but I don't know if it was... No, it was. It was, it was. it was freaky, especially like the final scene where his eyes flash and you hear like that, ah, 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 that, that scary laugh at the end. Definitely freaked me out as a Even, It's so funny. There's like a, he's asking me something, screaming in the dark. And there's like a loon sound. <laughs> like There's like some random like loon sound that's even spooky. But like, no, the whole thing, like that's something that I really felt creeped out by as a kid. Um, along with um, Rob Zombie's, uh, a lot of Rob Zombie's videos were really kind of pretty, you know, Marilyn Manson I was into, but it wasn't, you know, he was more like 
shock and stuff, whereas Rob Zombie was more like uh, was more like horror oriented. Yeah. Um, yep, for sure. He he definitely um, had a, a more darker vibe to him, and it was it was more. Uh, you know, he was he was there to rock rock the dead awake or whatever. Like, uh, he he was there to raise hell. Yeah, he was like kind of the definition of God back in the day. But anyways, the the video of Living Dead Girl used to straight up give me chills. Like it made me. I remember that the the the, the, the dead girl creature, the living dead girl. It was just like it was really freaky, and the music, of course, just like goes along with well, it. Also. Well, then of course, Rob Zombie also went on to direct and write and direct movies that were Halloween and freaky based. I, I, I didn't know you were going to bring this point up, so I didn't have time to research. Do you remember any of the movies that he that he actually yeah, I made? Sure he was um, responsible for Texas, one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Um, he was responsible for like the what is it, the House of like the Dead or something like that. Um, no, but he had this whole stream. I actually saw him live, and he had like all these robotic monsters out on stage, and it was this awesome, like it was this awesome experience. They're all like shooting fire out of there. But anyways, that it was it was more about the the, the presentation again from the other video is what I really wanted to talk about is is, is how creepy his videos really were. Um, and then yeah, of course they transitioned into movies and stuff. He actually had some films when I saw him live. He was, had some films playing in the background as well. Um, um, but anyways, Rob Zombie, yeah, it's, he's hard not to talk about. Did, did you have a did, did you have a third music video? Yeah, I guess the third one is like a really so. In my research, this is I had a, a lot of interesting you know callbacks. So it's called Night on Bald Mountain from Fantasia. Okay, so. It, it is all right if you if you look this up and you you Fant- watch the Fantasia video, like the Disney Fantasia or so this Halloweeny this is just fear we're talking about fear okay and the, yes Disney Fantasia like you listen to this music and it's like the devil coming and raising the dead um, it, why why again it's called Night on Bald Mountain and it's in Fantasia just YouTube it and you might recognize some of the imagery and it was just you know the devil bringing the dead alive to take on the, this town. And it was, anyways, it's, it's when I came, was doing my research, I came across this and watched it. And I was like, Oh, I remember being scared as shit as a yeah. kid, like from that. Um, so it was for me, um, although this is a movie podcast, I know there's so much alternative media that, that besides movies that really kind of gave me the spooks. Yeah. So and I'll get to ask you a question because this, this kind of phenomenon happened to me when I was researching this stuff. Like, I remember watching all these movies. I'd just Google, you know, Halloween movies, scary movies, whatever. And, and a lot of stuff, and I tried to do it from like the 80s and 90s from, you know, to really remember. Because I think you're most, you're, you're capable of being the most scared as a kid. So I remember right. like seeing a bunch of these movies and, and when I saw them, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember being terrified of that. But I think I've either suppressed or just like for my mind to be, uh, you know, in self-defense, I've just purposely forgotten those experiences. And I almost had to see, you know, I almost had to have a trigger in order for those to come back. Oh, absolutely. And this is that trigger in which is, and I think, you know, it was shot in the 40s. So I think most of us, even though and all of our listeners mostly will have been born by this time and probably grew up with it and it's it's relatable i think through generations so again just youtube is is pretty is pretty is pretty spooky imagery as along with the classical music as well 
Um, and and before I move on to the the all right, so speaking about imagery and and really evoking that sense of spookiness, I I, I think it's really important to bring up some of the books that I read as a kid. All right, so first, right off the bat, scary stories to tell in the dark. In a dark, dark room and other scary stories, or they're both Alvin Schwartz books. I think we all mostly read them as a as a kid, but they had like this really grotesque imagery. And I remember specifically which third grade I was Miss Cushing's room, I was reading this in the back and like was like creeped out by it. And yeah. like it definitely found its way into my dreams. And it's actually an interesting fun fact. This is the most um, challenged book in in most arguably to challenge to be banned book in the American Library Association uh, because of the grotesque imagery wow. uh, in the past like 30 years. Um, and, anyways. Any other books? Uh, well, yeah, I also wanted to talk about Goosebumps. Being okay. By so that's where my, my, that's, I was biting my tongue until, yeah, I'm, you can't, you can't mention scary books, especially through your childhood without, without Goosebumps. The whole the whole Goosebumps series almost was like a, a Halloween series, and uh, you know it definitely. I think it's almost like reading about it and imagining it yourself is scarier than almost seeing it because I can't say there's so many films that I'm like terrified in. Like that, that's what led me to this research. And it's like oh the books and like the music and like the the stuff that's not so clear and you have to interpret your own in your own head. That's where like the spooky yeah. stuff start. It's the stuff you don't see. Well, they did tricks like they would do maybe uh, like with the chapters. So R.L. Stein, right, was the was the author. If that is his real name, who knows? And <laughs> and he would end every chapter with a cliffhanger that would you it would make it impossible to if you were reading it in bed, say it would make it impossible to go to bed. It, usually there was always some explanation that I'd have to read on like the, the first page of the next chapter so that I wasn't haunted when I went, you know, after I was done finishing. And there were really short chapters too, which I liked. R.L. Stein definitely had the art of, okay, I'll end a chapter here and then start like at the, at the top of the page and then I'll start it at the bottom of the next page. So it made you feel like you were really going through the book quickly. Absolutely. I mean, they, they were accessible for kids, but they definitely had some spooky material in there. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about being, for me, that it's the ominous stuff that is most scary. Uh, the one, there's one short story that really, I think, crept in my nightmares as well. is about the girl who, um, who had a brooch or a necklace around her. I remember her, that. Her, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, and her, her eyes would flash sometimes when she, I, I think yeah, I read that one. And somehow, like, she has to remove it and their head falls off. And that, for some reason, that book, and I'm pretty sure that's in in a dark, dark room in other scary stories. And that scared the shit out of me. Like, I remember reading it and I remember being scared. Right. Like, well, I can tell by your face that you're starting to really get creeped out. I'm sure our listeners are too because we just talked about books on a movie podcast for a while. So let's get back to the movies. Let's go to All our right, next. Last one I'm going to mention is Creatures from the Black Lagoon was like a, another like little picture book that banked off of like the spooky nature of Halloween. Anyways, all right. Getting back. We're getting back into our movie focus and uh, getting into what scary monsters here. yes yeah. i appreciate i appreciate you guys all humoring me and letting me go on off the mouth sometimes you just but, gotta let, gotta let you croon homie dude it's the research that like that's what it was the triggers like you said it's it, it allowed like 
seeing the Fantasia, I was like, oh yeah, there's parts of Fantasia that really scared me. Even the brooms, dude, like, like, mm. like multiplying. No, stuff. I think that, so that I think that was intentionally supposed to be scary though, even though Mickey yeah. Mouse was like one of the main, it was almost like a Mickey Mouse acid trip or something like that. Um, right. All right. Going back to, all right. So we're doing our top three scary next, next topic, top three scary monsters or characters in movies. Right. So I can go so, first. I, I can go first since we were talking about it a few minutes ago, just in my movies that gave me nightmares. I've got a three-way tie for my for my number three. Um, E.T., like we spoke about, was definitely one of the scariest things that I... The monster? That's so funny. Yeah. I, I'm going to put them at... So these this whole, this whole category is aliens. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, those little spooky alien kids or little people or whatever was underneath it. I still just am creeped out by that. I'm creeped out by the five notes that they use as kind of like their signal. I think uh, Dead Mouse used it in his uh, song Closer. Oh, still get the chills when I hear that. And then finally, I think which still scares the shit out of me today is is the alien. I think his name is like or like the xenomorph alien from the movie Alien and Aliens. Those things still terrify me to this day. <laughs> I mean, I, this is not what I intend. I mean, I know that you're shit terrified of aliens, um, but that, when we were going about monsters, see, this is why I brought up signs earlier because there's we in our earlier podcast about Halloween, we kind of just dis- discussed how science fiction movies were a little bit outside of Halloween a bit, and and I'm glad I'm glad to see you incorporate them because you know aliens might continue to be a theme throughout. Like I asked with you with E.T., the alien in Aliens, that's scary, right? Like, those are scary. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, definitely. All right. I know, absolutely. And I think I asked you in the last podcast as well, if you considered, like, uh, uh, what was it? Um, predator. You know, Predator, right. Which Predator and Alien, I obviously linked together because um, they had a movie together. Uh, uh, what's, your, what's your number three? I don't want to talk about My- Aliens anymore. <laughs> My number three is actually going to be, all right, we'll see what I have to say about this, is the mummy from the movie, The Mummy. Okay. So it's, he, it, that actually spooked me as a kid um, because, because he comes, he has to like eat other people or like consume other people's body parts in order to become whole. And like, he's got all these like little scarif bugs who like, Dude's bidding and like climb under people's skin and like he's just they they live inside of him like that and also he could like turn into sand all of a sudden like for me that was like a pretty spooky character I know most wouldn't consider it like a uh, a Halloween creature or a character like how would you really dress up like that um, but uh, I guess you could do the squirrel yeah no that's character. that's that was meant to be scary there's an aspect of CGI in that one too which was. You know, part of that time where they they could make something that was it wasn't just all makeup. It was you could actually enhance how scary someone was with like cartoonish effects or you know digital effects almost, uh, which which just kind of added to it. So a few of mine kind of get into that too. Um, Hang on. So one thing that that it also kind of sparked is like okay, those bugs were really creepy. It's like all right, and there and there's like a common theme there, and like all right discovering what actually scared me. 
So going to Lucha, I'm not, I won't bring up like in terms of Halloween movies, but like movies like Arachnophobia mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, you even mentioned it in an earlier podcast for villains, Jaws. Yeah. So create so much terror in, for people in the ocean. I thought about putting um, Jaws on, on this list, but it, it, it sounds like you're getting a little into your honorable mentions here. Well, it's, it's more of like, it, I think it's interesting, like, so like association of people's fears, like, and how like media, like can influence that. Like when, when it came out in like 86 or something, like would, wouldn't you say like clowns is one of the most popular fears of most people. And that's like one of the most popular horror movies. All right. of See, all this time. is why I didn't watch it. This is why I'm trying to cut you off. My number Shit. two is it. All right. My Go number ahead. two you is know. it. So both, so it's a tie for two. I think that they're both scary in their own way. The 1991 was played by Tim Perry, uh, Tim Curry. He's the uh, concierge at, uh, uh, or he's the hotel manager in Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know Tim Curry well. Yeah, I think he's in Rocker, Rocky Horror Picture Film too. But um, R.I.P. He's dead. Yeah, he, he had a stroke and then he died. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. So I mean, there was there was to your point with the mummy. There was the lack of CGI really in that first one in the 1990 uh, TV series. It that was mm-hmm. that was terrifying enough to, with just him with makeup and clowns. And then the CGI effect with obviously great makeup in 2017 played by, I'm going to botch his name here, Bill Skars, Skarsgård, the Swedish guy, the Swedish actor. And I found both of them to be just as scary. I saw the second one in the theaters. Obviously, the first one was a TV series, so it never was in the theaters. But that second one in 2017, I found just as terrifying. And, he, you know, they do, he opens his mouth and he just has like five layers of teeth, and then the Georgie scene is is really really scary when the kid loses oh, yeah. his his uh, uh, sailboat or whatever down down the gutter. Like both of them nailed that scene, and so I had to, I couldn't pick one over the other. So I said I have a tie here at two. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, I'm wrong. Tim Curry's still alive. I was he did have a stroke though, so that that I got it confused. But he's still alive. I I had to research. That okay, one. good. Sorry. Glad he's still alive. All right, what's your number <clears> two, homie? So my number two, let's see, uh, it's going to be Chucky from Child's nice, Play. Nice, So were you upset when <clears throat> I mentioned that earlier? No, no, because I think it goes along and highlights the little things that, which again, I was trying to highlight with the bugs before I got cut off, uh, the, the things that creep me out, like little, like little dolls. Like, so like the, the, the purple gooey Gus uh, Ghost Rider character was a little doll that like would just move around. And then like, uh, uh, you know, Chucky is just like, oh, it's a little child's dog, and then it just comes to life and just murders everybody. Um, but I think what really installed that fear was our Uncle Phil, who would come yeah. to uh, our lake house, and our, our he was an entertaining uncle for sure. He would get all the kids in the room, and he'd have this, this, this doll called the Screaming Biting Baby. Oh, yeah. This thing, he would terrify, make kids... 10 and under cry wet their pants and just in terror what he would have at first off he'd have a clown mask on or something himself or the or the baby would be hiding under the couch and then all of a sudden would be attacking conley or oh yeah or terry some of the most vulnerable cousins terry he conley would, and ben tolhurst were the three the three who just got the brunt of it absolutely and i and i certainly the screaming biting baby i 
you know, there's times where he had it like in, a, in the back of his, his car or something <laughs> like looking out at us. And, and I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta give him some credit for me being for Chucky being on my, on my list here. Uh, I think it's... it goes the same thing. That whole doll, that whole doll thing, the Annabelle one that I mentioned earlier is definitely, you can't help it. Like that's, that has to have been, I think half of the lines he was saying was from child's play. He was just voicing it through this, whatever creepy baby he found at a yard sale in upstate New York. Oh my God. Yeah. Or like on the way up to, to our house. And like, it, it it, it, it was just a prop for him to to give a voice to, so but it funny. scared the daylights out of us. Uh, man, it was, it was so Halloween, mind you. This wasn't Halloween, guys. This was during the summer. There yeah. was there was no need for him <laughs> to be just, to be scared. But that was just it was a great shtick. Conley, just help me out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's uh, hilarious. Scaring little kids, just hilarious. Uh, all right, we'd be. Running away from that thing, but anyway, those so that's movies, why back, Chucky. back to Chucky. I think that that Child's Play is a is a Halloween movie, and it is scary, mainly because of the sequel aspect of it, and the whole Bride of Chucky. I felt like was very very Halloween oriented. Yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, it's it's the way it's shot. It's it's dark. Um, I think it's the way it was sold to like the Bride of Chucky. It's almost like the Bride of Frankenstein type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the, the two of them going out, not, not Bonnie and Clyde, but more like Frankenstein and Frank, I mean, Bride of Frankenstein, really, I think was probably the uh, the inspiration. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're coming to life and whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that that's a, but, that's a good one. It's one I've definitely thought about too. But I think the I think you nailed it. I think it's more the sequel aspect as well. I mean, of course, he Chucky's like a you know a household horror name, but uh, but the the sequel thing is I think a big thing where why we associate movies with Halloween, you know, because of of course they're coming out probably around that time and all that. So that's that's definitely a. Anyways, that was my number two. Yep. So yeah, I'm on to my I'm on to my number one here. I have it as Samara from the the girl from the well in the movie The Ring. The really all right. I'm actually glad you brought this up. Go ahead. Why, so I mean, the, I, there's a bunch of things that like really freaked me out about characters like that, and I think this one was the original. So you go into like so there's from there like so many other movies have done scary monsters or whatever you want to call them ghosts like this, The Grudge, uh, Babadook, It Follows, The Conjuring even has a little bit of that too, where there's like mm-hmm. that like white face blue face like contortion of the of your limbs. It's almost like it's almost like your elbows the 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 monsters elbows like snap back and like they walk in like a crab all over the place well i'm not sure okay so first off i i don't think the that she is the original uh of what you're talking i see what you're saying i i, I see what you're saying in that she's like okay the the wet hair first off it's all i think it's a mixture of of the exorcist meets poltergeist a little bit um and then and then i i she, a little bit they started okay the way that the ring was shot in like the filter like the grayish dark filter or whatever like that was used in the grudge and i think it's the whole thing of like it's a kid so like the the paranormal activities and the the grudge and all that stuff it involves kids you know and i think that's part of the the freaky part but i'm not i'm not sure if i, I called the ring original 
And 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 that being said, I was not scared by this movie whatsoever. Oh, even what? when it first came out, I I didn't understand the hype. I I honestly I, I'm telling you, I remember seeing it, and I it was I was young, so I should have been susceptible to fear. But like I honestly remember being like, "What's the big deal?" Like the opening like, scene, the opening scene when the girls were watching them video, the the horse scene on the on the ship where the horse gets run over and that final well scene when she's crawling through the tv i don't know how you couldn't be scared of that i just honestly that was my honest reaction as a kid what was that 2001 or something 2002 2002 2002. yeah i was i i honestly i that fits the time frame i remember which girl i was watching it with anyways (laughs) so i and i was i could say i was not scared in the least uh, and didn't understand why there was such a huge phenomenon surrounding it. Uh, the Blair Witch, I understand, because uh, you know there was this whole uh, element of whether it was real or not. Um, but the ring, the ring was this huge phenomenon that spawned. You're right. This style of movie uh, of like of, of a little girl coming out of something and crawling out of a crab backwards. Like, yeah. That's a, okay. That's so I feel like you just did like a 360 on there. You kind of almost said it did spawn the next couple of movies. It did, but she's not the original. Like it's, it's the, I think the ring is clearly derived from the exorcist girl. What with the dress? Okay. The hair. That's the, fair. The, the, the fact that a, a, a young girl is contorted and it, whether it's, you know, her voice or throwing up or whatever, I, I think, I think that's the original. And then you said Poltergeist two coming out of the TV. Yeah, I, I get, I get all that. It, it just, it, I, I like that you mentioned how big it was. But like back in the day, like there was a ton of hype. Like this movie was almost as big as as Scream was back in the day. Uh, and I think it kind of gets overlooked as, but as something that was introduced like that next generation of like creepy contorted monster. All right. So what's your number one? So my number one is actually. Uh, is Freddy Krueger. So, okay. and nice. I'm yes. going to go ahead and start off and say I've never seen a Freddy Krueger movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, so this is how terrifying I think this character is. Since I was a little kid, I was aware that he invaded dreams. And it was one of those movies, the VHSs that were on the shelf, that I was absolutely not allowed to rent because I was told that I was, it was just going to be way too scary. And, and uh, through actually the uh, Treehouse of Horrors when uh, uh, Groundskeeper Willie turns into a Freddy, uh, Freddy Krueger type character. I learned, I, I learned about the, the character through uh, pop culture, but I can to this day say I've never seen it. And But that is one of the scariest ideas of a character that you can come I, up with. No, I, but, I had him penciled in as number two, but I... Because yes, I, I I totally agree. He's the first. He's the first on my honorable mention list. He's terrifying. His face is almost like melted off, or I can't remember exactly what his backstory is either. He's in the boiler room or something, or something right, like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, again, I wouldn't know, but that, the boiler room is right. Um, and his face and then, is almost like inside out and melted. He's terrifying. Of of like the Jason, the Mike Myers, the the screen. He is the scariest. I agree by far. Yeah, and I well, and, and I think so. There was six movies, six Freddy Krueger movies between '84 and '91, so it was super popular. And talk about the you know the the sequel aspect of things, but I think the timing is important. So we're talking about yeah, uh, you know, being targeted as kids, 
Um, uh, and like, you know, those are the movies that you grow up being like afraid to see. So like the exorcist, Freddy Krueger's, I think those ones, honestly, for me, uh, had like the, the power of not knowing like the imagery and like the actual storyline. Like I could just, again, imagine what those terrifying, I just, I'd see the images on the VHSs in the, in the store and I'd imagine what terrifying things they were. And it was almost more, and again, it's about when a lot of these movies are released, I think is when they have an impact on us. Um, you know, all the ones we, again, we're, we're, when we were kids, I think we mostly talked about the, the earlier horror films. Besides you, The Ring, uh, I guess you're just a, a grown, up, grown up person. Yeah, it's 17, scared, yep. Scared like a little bitch. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think it was more that, again, the, the not knowing that was that was that made those characters almost scarier for me, and the fact that you know most of these movies are targeted at kids, like Freddy Krueger's invading kids' dreams. Uh, you know, again, the the ring and the, the Exorcist is about a younger girl, a kid. Like, there's all these these themes. Somehow, kids doing creepy things are like a really is like a is a Hollywood yeah, or you kids know, in danger. Art, art, right? I f- I feel like Michael Myers and Jason always targeted like look at make out point in you know summer camps or whatever to to go after kids right it's that innocence that's being threatened in all these that's that's what what makes it scary yeah and i think this transition it used to be like in the early like the 80s and stuff it used to be like the you know like in even the 90s like the, i know you did last summers and screams we're going after teenagers and stuff yeah. and i think like more nowadays it's it's more horrifying to go after kids um, and I think that's that's something that they're running with there. Um, so that's why Freddy Krueger, I think, is just, for me, number one month, scariest monster. Not only because of the nature of who he is, but also the p- impact that I had, that ha- he had on me, and I didn't even see the freaking movies. <laughs> he, to- like, <clears throat> he totally is. And, I, and, and it's the same thing. I couldn't get through E.T. when I was a kid, so I totally understand. Like, I'd see snippets, and I'd just see his face, and that would that'd be enough for me. I mean... So, but Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger definitely was number one. I was thinking about putting him in my number two. Um, was he's my number one honorable mention? Um, the other one, which I don't remember if this was a show or a movie, but it was called Tales of the Crypt. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was a show. The Crypt, yeah, the Crypt Meister, the Crypt Master. Crypt that's who it was called. The Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper. Yes. He was, he's, he's on my list as honorable mention. That guy is terrifying. He's just like, yeah. he, he kind of looks like, uh, I don't know. He's, it's just like a skull with like little bits of skin and hair still on him. It's so free. That used to freak yeah, me. It was, his, it was his, it was his voice too. And it, you know, it was, the whole thing was creepy. And, and again, we were kids watching that stuff because that was, that was like a, I don't, I don't remember when it was filmed or anything, but that was definitely a Terr- kid. Terrifying. And I had, I thought about Chucky, and then I thought about putting the animal aspect <clears> into it some way with Jaws or Arachnophobia or something along those lines. Um, what was it? There was a, another one with like, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but those were other ones that I kind of wanted to get on, into my list too. Yeah. No, I, I for me, the, the animal one. So when I like, I had to dissect what was actually where actual fear came from. It all came down to animal movies. So arachnophobia, there's a movie called Bees that like a, a swarm of bees invade like a house that was just like terrifying to me. Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. The Birds, exactly. Like, exactly. I actually 
yeah, I just had an experience like that in the woods, and there's a flock of grackles right above me yesterday that you couldn't see them, but you could hear them, like, screaming, and you could just see their shadows. Anyways, nothing creepier than that. Like, real-life, like, animal stuff that could happen. But, yeah, I think arachnophobia, and again, I, I mentioned Jaws earlier, how that had culture-wide, like, people weren't afraid of sharks before Jaws. Right. Like, the shark, shark attacks aren't common. Or weren't common. Still not. Uh, but people are, but I still think we have Shark Week and all that stuff um, that dedicated to that kind of fear that people. It's the same sensation people get when they're watching Shark Week or close ups and stuff that they got from Jaws right off the bat. So yeah, oh, you know definitely, another definitely one that really, into that. You know another one that really scared the shit out of me was Sphere with Samuel Jackson. Sphere, the movie Sphere. Oh, Sphere. Uh, I thought you said fear. I'm like. I'm no, pretty sphere. 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 So, anyways, they're down in the ocean or whatever, checking out this yeah, like alien. I, I remember that. Like, yeah. Dude, this one guy gets attacked by these jellyfish, and it is like I was sheer yes. terrified yes. of those jellyfish. And there's something about the ocean that's just terrifying in itself. The, you know, the, it's it's another world essentially. You know, it's. Another element. Uh, we're out of our elements, but that jellyfish scene was so scary. I remember it, uh, and I remember being terrified of it too. Along with the movie being, you know, ominous in itself, but like it's, you know, it was uh, that those. It seemed for me when I dissecting all this stuff, it seemed to be the dream stuff, the stuff you have to imagine, really scares me, and and then the the animal, the 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 animal possibilities of some animals, like somehow like gaining consciousness or something and like somehow attacking you know that, that those are the ones that really freaked me out arachnophobia had legit throughout my life like spooked me like you know from from there on out yeah totally um all right uh, so you want to get into you want to get into scary stories just to wrap yeah. this up okay yeah so so what do you all right yours I, yours might be a little bit shorter than mine so why don't you go ahead and what, what what's yours about? yes all right so i mean i when i had to think about scary stories so hang on hang on right off the bat so we in this interview series we we were asking people to tell us some spooky stories so we figured we'd answer a couple of these questions ourselves and and provide some spooky stories right off the bat um, so these are, again, real-life personal stories of Phil and I um, that we've experienced firsthand. So much like I was saying before, I think when I thought back on scary stories, I know scary shit has happened to me throughout the years, but I think to protect my own brain, like I've forgotten about them over the years. So I, these, the, the two that I'm going to go with are, are ones that happened to me recently uh, within the last two or three years. Um, so we've, out here in Portsmouth and in Kittery, there's a lot of old architecture, a lot of, you know, people, have, we're living in houses that are, that people built back in the 17th century, as far back as then. So there's always a little bit of history that comes with them. Um, the particular house that I live in actually used to, we, we were talking to our neighbors who have been here forever. I guess it used to be an old whorehouse. So, really? yeah, that so... Crystal always claims that she's hearing stuff in the middle of the night, and this morning even we were we something fell off in the the closet or something, and we kept we kept saying, "Have you heard that song WAP? The new song WAP?" Yeah, yes, I have. So it was like a variation of "There's some there's some <laughs> ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this house." Like, 
So we've, 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 we've had fun with that, but the, that, that's not even one of the stories actually. The, so the one that recently happened in this house, we recently, as, as people may or may not know, lost, lost our dog, Charlie. This was probably back in March. And so on my dresser, I have a picture of Charlie and another picture of Crystal's old dog, Poquita. Um, and one morning I'm just getting ready for work. This is before COVID. I'm, I'm you know, getting dressed and ready to go in the office. And I just noticed that the picture frame of, you know, the one with, with Charlie is on its face and all dismantled. And so, you know, in the picture of Poquita is fine, just right next to it. This is, I'm talking like a week after Charlie passed. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I kind of, I lift it up and try to try to put it back together. And I noticed that the picture is gone. The picture of Charlie is gone. So, you know, didn't think much of it. You know, I called Crystal later on in the day. I'm like, hey, hon, did someone take that picture or whatever? Like, did, you know, Amy or Katie or whoever take the picture, you know, to make like a T-shirt or, you know, as a remembrance thing of Charlie? And she's like, no. So she, she texts around and her, none of her friends took it. So we're like, okay, it must just be, neither of us were at the house at the time. We're like, it must just have fallen off or, you know, something must have knocked it over or whatever. I'm telling you, dog, we turned not only that room up, we looked underneath the floorboards, every single drawer, everywhere in the house. The picture was nowhere to be found. So I, so you don't have, I, I just picture someone like sleepwalking, maybe like in the middle of the night. There, like, there is no, just, this, this one, there is no reasonable explanation for what happened to the picture. I have no idea what happened to it. So like it's, the only, the only thing it could be like you sleep, someone sleepwalking right into bed, and then it got washed in the washing machine. I mean, this close. Why? And what's the coincidence that it happens this close after Charlie's passing? I've had that that whole week. I had multiple dreams of actual like touching Charlie and petting, you know, petting him and like hearing his bark. I mean, I think that those are common things when you lose a pet, but like that made me think it more after like a picture frame gets knocked down and his his picture goes mysteriously missing. The only way I could tie it back to a movie somehow was Pet Cemetery, even though like in that case you you know you bury your dog to bring him back alive, which you know it, as sad, it was sad as it was we were gonna let him rest in peace we'd never do something like that but he it, for whatever reason we to this day cannot find the picture and it just freaks it freaks us out. Hmm. That that no that's that's a really weird. I mean. I, Every part of me wants to just search with you. It's like, all right, it's got to right. be You don't there, believe but... that I turned the house upside down. I'm telling you, underneath floorboards. I was lifting up floorboards to see if... if, if you guys have to understand, too, that Phil and Crystal's house is notoriously always clean. <laughs> and, like, they, they're, they're pretty well-organized people. So, like, for something like that, like, they're very... Where their pictures are, they're conscious of. Yeah. So, like, for something like... And, and also... It being the new house, like the the their wooden floorboards, like there's not like a ton of space, and all of your your dressers are raised up. There's not a ton of space for it to like. No, no, slide we, under. like it's we were like, we were that freaked out by it that we did lift up a few floorboards. Just like could it have possibly slipped under there? Like the crack that it would have had to fall in is just almost statistically impossible. So that's how crazy it made made us and still makes us today. Other story that I have was from our old house was so one night Crystal and I we lived in this other this uh, house over in State Street on Portsmouth we come up from dinner and this would happen multiple times we would leave and all of our closet lights would be on 
or something weird would be happening with, with a light that was upstairs in the loft. We'd come in knowing that we had shut all the lights off. That can be explained by like an electrical short or some sort of weird thing that has to do with all. But it would freak us out every single time that we came up. But so those are, and the house, the house that we lived in was definitely at least 19th century. So we would always hear kind of weird ticks and house noises or whatever and blame that on the ghost or whatever that lived there. But it was uh, it was often eerie in that place. You remember that yeah. place? It was oh, the, no, the, the way that it was lit was 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 kind of scary. It had like the original wooden rafters that were there from probably eighteen hundreds. It was like that. Honestly, I straight up like I like I don't know. I always try to like like push if there is spirits or whatever. I always try to see them or whatever. But that dark that corner up near your workspace in the the loft, there was that dark. Uh, uh, closet there that definitely had some just like it was just a dark corner yeah. like that's the way you would describe that and you know and uh, although there was light and it, it was it just had the feeling of a dark corner you and, wouldn't want to go up there in that little crawl space by yourself in the middle of the night and you guys used to tell me that but i would sleep up there and like just kind of like wait but nothing i i don't know maybe i don't have those receptors or something i don't know i said you didn't want to be up there and anytime tim would come we'd just throw him up there <laughs> Oh yeah, it's totally not haunted. Go ahead, dog. Go wait ahead, a minute, dude. that is my bed. And like, wait, I stayed there many times, but no, I, I never personally saw anything like that. Well, I'm glad you didn't see anything up there. All right, so let's get into your scary story. Uh, so since you have two, I you know, and actually, as we were talking, I remembered the second one. So I'll give you, I'll give you two. And the first one, uh, I was actually, it, it's more eerie and kind of creepy than it was like haunting. I've never really any spirits or anything like that, like anything like go missing. But I was on my way back when I lived in Asheville, on my way back um, from visiting, you know, New Hampshire or whatever. And uh, I had been in a car accident, pretty really serious car accident that, that past year. And, um, and there's anyways, I was going through an airport or I had a layover somewhere and I stopped to have a beer and this woman sat down next to me and she started talking to me as if she knew me and I was taken off guard by just her demeanor and like just the way she was talking to me like she seemed to know a lot about me um which was really strange um and she so she knew that I was had been injured in the car accident somehow she knew that I <clears throat> was, you know, off my own and what? down in somewhere else. It wasn't like someone like reading a tarot or something. It wasn't like someone like, it was like she was talking to me as if she had spoken to me before and uh, as if we, as if she knew intimate details of my life. What? So that Don, you never told me this story. Wow. I actually called mom on the phone after I had landed because I had actually, it freaked me out. Like, so... This woman, so eventually, you know, I'm a talkative person. I like making friends and stuff, especially when I'm traveling. I love meeting people. Um, but I, I wasn't putting myself out there, and this woman seemed to uh, be attracted to me. And I could notice the people around me listening to the conversation and being weirded out as well. Um, and she, it wasn't like I didn't feel, again, it was, it was, it, it, she was kind of familiar. But it, it didn't feel, I, I just felt like it was out of nowhere. Like this person came up and just like told me these things about me that she knew and that I was here for like a, a some like great part. Like I, 
I was kind of freaked out. I wasn't listening to the full detail, but that, that I had a greater purpose to serve and that she, um, she was aware of something anyways. So she kind of like left it as like, a, she was almost like a, an angel type character or like something like that. And like, I was just like freaked out. So like, I, I, I pounded my beer, pounded my beer and Naturally. like got out of there. And I was like, and she was like, still talking to me as I was leaving. And I was still just kind of like, like in a daze a little bit. Um, well, so, and then that's I, what I was saying. Where like, you still kind of concussed from the accident. Like how closely was this to the accident? This was well more, this was, you know, like more than a month, uh, more than a month, uh, probably a couple months away. Oh, that is so weird. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe even further. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but I remember, yeah, I did. I, I eventually landed and I called mom and I told, you can ask mom about that story. She, it was very strange. Oh um, shit. Yeah. No, I never uh, heard about that. So my, my, both of my experiences are that I'll talk about here. My second one here, uh, they both involve in traveling. I've always I loved traveling. And, uh, um, and one time when me and my boys were first doing the United States, me, Dylan, Darko and Jared, we, uh, um, and I actually, Phil knows the story well because I actually called him right at the end of it to, to share it. So we were going from driving from San Antonio, Texas to the Grand Canyon in one night, which is like a 17 hour drive. And uh, so we wanted to leave in time to get to Grand Canyon for sunrise. Yep. I remember. And, yep. I remember getting this call very early. Yep. So we, so we had had this little like gnome type, or it was a little bird, but it, like a little uh, travel gnome type thing where you take a picture of it everywhere. There's this little blue bird that was with us in college anyway. So we had lost it, well, like a couple of state, uh, states before. And it was like our college memento type thing. Anyways, that's just the beginning. So we, we leave San Antonio and had a great time there. We, we go through El Paso and we get stopped by Border Patrol because we we're 50, within 50 miles north of the the uh the border and we you know being four young guys who are just like traveling across this the country party nobody was drinking and driving we were all extremely safe about that dylan wouldn't allow anyone to drink and drive anyways but we were all you know on edge the you had the, the dogs around our garden and anyway so that's like we pulled up and the the, the guys looked down at us they go you boys american we go yes sir they go keep going we're just like oh shit that's like scary. what the but that's, hell was but that's that? not like, the, that's not even the scary part that's not what you called me about that next morning no but if it were like a movie like it's a great setup like like we are already just on edge like that's how the, so we were on edge and we still had a long ways to go so we we took this like kind of side route through this national forest i believe it's called gila forest or whatever through new mexico which is um within like 50 miles or so of roswell new mexico and um so we are driving and um and it's me in the front seat dylan in driving and then two dark on jared are falling or asleep in the back dylan and i are just driving we probably hadn't seen a car for about four hours we were already creeped out because we were just like in a new part of the country no idea where we were no gas stations nothing like that so yeah. anyways we're driving and up through the mountains and all of a sudden in the sky appears this what we both see is a ship like off in the distance that streaks across the sky and then disappears with no sound and Crazy. we we both freak out and have to pull the car over we get out we have, we have to discuss what we we have to figure this out 
I said, what the fuck the hell is that, man? And the guys in the back kind of don't believe us. They, you know, they don't, I don't know to this day if they fully believe us, but we know we saw the same thing. And we get out, we embrace each other. And then all of a sudden, it's my turn to drive. Oh, God. And so I'm driving the final route, the final leg of this long ass trip um, from like somewhere near south of Albuquerque to the Grand Canyon. And so the rest of the way, we're all on edge, of course, white knuckle driving. And now everyone's looking in the sky, looking for stuff. And like we start to see stagnant stars just simply start to fall without any tails or anything. And that's something we all experience. We're like, what the hell is that? And then all of a sudden, as I'm driving, this this big thing runs across the car and I have to slam on the brakes. And we are, our windows are open and look, it's a massive elk. Oh. Uh, elk deer and it turns to the car and puts its its head down and goes and the guys yell at me they go 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 and they're like dude what are you doing stopping and I was like I didn't know what it was so like all this so we're just we're just we're just all this we're just booking it and all these elk deer going from right to left of the road and this is something that I specifically remember but I don't know if Dylan would attest to it uh, is that well? We both saw this ship go right to left, and we're sure it was a ship, uh, some sort of aircraft. We're not saying it's alien or what. It could be, but it was a ship in the air that we saw. And uh, then, anyways, so then there's there's the, the the animals start running across the car from right to left, and yeah, we're in a, a elk deer migration pattern, sure. But then there's like I saw jackrabbits. There's a, there's just all this type. The, the type animal, of, the wow. animals were just acting really strange. Is your point? So then, for the whole way, I'm white knuckling, and somehow Dylan is able to fall asleep, which is crazy to me to this day. And he, we, you guys, were on, the, you guys were on the road for probably 13 hours, right? Like, yeah. But I had to drive the final seven, and like I was honestly the one time in my life where I had no idea what was going to happen. Like I thought. Yeah, I had no idea what was going to happen. Like, all I could do is drive. That's all you can do. And so we we pull into the Grand Canyon in the Flagstaff, literally, literally five minutes before the sun is rising, and we run out and we catch the sun rising. I said like seventeen or eighteen hour trip to make it perfect wow. to the sunrise, and then and then I call you. And then I tell you all this stuff that happened, and I'm just like, yeah, I got I'm a call from you at like 8 a.m. or something like that. I was like, wait a minute, because I, I knew you were at, you were in the west or central or some region out there. And I go, wait a minute, like at first I'm like, oh shit, like if the dog's calling me this early, he needs me to fly down there and get him out of jail, something like that. And then when I first heard the story, I was like, okay, these guys maybe puffed a little Jeffrey or something last night. But 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 the but the fear in your voice or like the sincerity in your voice, I knew you weren't I knew you weren't lying. I believed you. You're just like, I need you to I need you to tell me that you believe me. It was something along those lines where I just I was the, like, yo, well, I knew I you were telling know. the truth. I knew you had just experienced something. Well, I don't think I, I honestly until this moment, I had to think about whether I even wanted to share the story because like I it's not like a, a common story that I've told a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I, I had to call you right immediately, my, my boy, like, and I had to be like, dude, this happened. Yeah. Like, and then, so to wrap it all up, we were spending the day at the Grand Canyon. My wits were just shot. My wits were just shot. And like, dude, seven, I, I, like I mean, at wits end, it's like the, like, I was just 
just walking by chance of like my body moving. 17 anyway, hours in the car will mess anyone up and never yeah. mind going through something that traumatic so, like you did. To, to wrap it all up, we had, you know, uh, we had, you know, settled down a little bit and we're walking along the Grand Canyon. And all of a sudden this bluebird starts to follow me around the Grand Canyon. And this singular bluebird followed me around from site to site, even like as we were moving along. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and it was just like a weird, like it, it targeted us and went and moved along with us. And for me, there was like a whole like, oh, wait a minute, we lost Pedro, the blue little purple machine. Oh, thing back. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we lost him back in Nashville. And uh, like he's actually, he might still be sitting on Kid Rock Star outside the uh, Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. That was the last picture I have of him. Anyways. Uh, that's that's a crazy, we, that's crazy story, man. That's unreal. But then, then the bluebird was just like hanging around. And I, again, I was at my wits end. So I just like, it's more like one of those things like, whoa, this bluebird is just like following us. Yeah. Like, and then it just kind of, I don't know. You can overanalyze it and you can, I could, I'm sure my brain is putting all those things together, but, but well, it was the, an experience. The weirdest part that you probably can't explain is, is the UFO thing. I mean, I think maybe that's some sort of, you know, military aircraft. It's kind of out there by area 51, kind of a little bit, I yeah, guess you're within. Well, near Roswell. And, but the thing was, okay, it, it definitely could be very well, but no sound whatsoever. It disappeared out of sight. It vanished. And then it like, it literally it it made our stomachs turn. It 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 dis it disobeyed the laws of physics the way it moved. Yeah. Like it straight up it straight up made my stomach feel a little bit ill. Like and like Dylan and I had to embrace when we got out of the car because it was such a a shocking thing to see. It's crazy. Uh, and and anyways, but that uh, that that was probably the the scared the most frightened I've ever been. I we were frightened a few more times on that trip, but that was more from like crazy going down. The, yeah, going down the wrong alley at the wrong time. Of exactly, night. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's that's a whole different film. But yeah. like this this one was probably that's probably the spookiest thing that's ever happened to me. But uh, yeah, when thinking about the lady in the airport too, that was just like one of those things where uh, where you you don't really understand what's happening or why like. You look back on it and be like, no, that was definitely really weird. Yeah, I'd never heard that story. That I obviously was a part of that the, the second one you told, but that is really weird. I'm trying well, while it, you're telling it, I'm trying to like relate it to a movie. Obviously, the UFO one you can do to any any alien movie or whatever. I said cl uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That kind of re reminded me of that when uh, uh, they see the the alien. The, the ship right off right off the bat just in the country there Richard Dreyfus sees it like when he's driving home but mm -hmm. but the the lady I feel like the other ones happen too where someone will walk up it's usually someone in the future is like I know everything about you but I can't I, I'm trying to find the right movie to pair it with it was, but I, honestly all right it was like an adjustment bureau bureau type character okay okay yes it was like an adjustment bureau type character right. is the for me uh, what it felt like um like what the like it made you like like wait what mm -hmm. um but yeah, interesting and yeah again you know i've asked mom about it because i i had to call it like at each of these events like i had to almost like i had to call some of the people closest to me and be like yo this just happened like crazy, crazy. I, like, yeah for sure but well on that, that, that yeah let's let's end it there so while everyone so everyone can go piss themselves who haven't already uh so the 
what was I going to say? Okay. Yeah. So just wanted to remind everyone, thanks for listening. This one's a little bit of a long one, but I think that that last story was, was well worth it. Um, remember to go visit us on Spotify, uh, Apple music. If you haven't liked or reviewed, please go do that out there. Really appreciate we've, we've had some fun using this tool anchor where we can kind of see the analytics. So it's been a lot of fun. We just hit 100 listens today. So we're celebrating that dog. Uh, If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow us as well. Yep. So appreciate the support guys. This has been a lot of fun. Um, we also, as a reminder, we have our interview series uh, next week for for the Halloween special. We'll be dropping one a day leading up to, to Halloween. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun recording those. Homie, anything else? That's it. Stay safe out there and keep your eyes on the sky. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.